Hey everyone, this is Ethan from Doom Productions. Before this episode gets started, I just wanted to give a quick note. Uh, in this episode, we have two guests joining us. We have Caleb Robinson and Nathan Cash of RC Films. They came down to visit us over the weekend to shoot a movie for the Oscars, for the Joel Haver Oscar Movie Challenge. And we also recorded two episodes of our podcast. But unfortunately, the first episode we recorded got lost. So we re-recorded it. But what you're about to listen to is actually the second episode we recorded. So it's a little confusing, but all that to say is there will be two episodes coming out. This one was technically the supposed to be the last episode, but now it's the first. So if anything sounds weird or we don't go over, don't worry. We'll go over in more detail uh, certain things in the later episode. So all that being said, please enjoy this amazing interview of Caleb Robinson and Nathan Cash. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Doom Productions podcast, a podcast hosted by Doom Productions. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jordan. And this is just a space where we get to have some uh, long-form discussions uh, about different filmmaking topics, uh, about filmmaking as a whole. So without further ado, Nathan Cash of RC Films, he's going to read off our questions here, submitted by A-plus longtime viewer Thomas S. So Nathan, go ahead. Yes. Hello. I did I. I'm back. (laughs) So we actually have two questions today. And uh, the questions Thomas uh, put in, hang on, I'm, I'm using words, hold up. <clears throat> yeah. So he asked, do films have a role within society? And then along with that, do filmmakers have a moral responsibility? Yeah. You know, so basically, uh, yeah, all that good stuff. I'm going to hand you back your phone. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, so do films have a role within society and do filmmakers have a moral responsibility with mm-hmm. their films? I think the way Ethan and I usually tackle these these questions is little piece at a time because yeah. otherwise it's just too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so the first part, do. do <laughs> <laughs> okay. Done. Do, do films have a role in, within society? Let's start there. Yeah. Do they have a role in society? Yeah. I mean, why do films exist in the first place? It's an expression mm-hmm. of art. I mean, t- I mean, most pop culture kind of takes over everything. Like yeah. TikTok is such a big influence on everything you know like i mean they kind of like influence how most things happen well and it it comes out of society yeah so inherently it's tied to it we live in a society (laughs) (laughs) was there anything that like doesn't have a role in society yeah like you know like doesn't everything yeah Yeah. now now i'm in dummy now i i'm not educated yeah i could be a bachelor's degree what are you talking about well okay like i'm not smart like in these ways so like am i wrong but like doesn't everything have a role within society anything you could think of really yeah like except like i mean you could say well what about space well it's like well space affects like nasa nasa's like science and education Mm -hmm. that that has a role in society Mm -hmm. we need someone who's from like outside of society to come speak in on this part (laughs) i mean i i quote the joker we live in a society yeah Yeah, we do I'm going well, to become technically a speaking, we live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yes. Yeah. What, what is role? role? What is the role? Yeah. 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 That's the next question then. What's I th- the yeah, role? I think that's a better question. Yeah. Because yeah, like it, movies have a place in society because we make movies. Like filmmakers make movies, and filmmakers are in society. It's entertainment. It entertains the society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. I think movies are a powerful art form. I think, I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm biased because I'm a filmmaker, but I think they're one of the most powerful art forms. It's all art forms rolled into one. Yeah, in a lot of ways. exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm already thinking of a movie already. Like, yeah. like that could be brought up. It's like, I mean, Sallow, basically. I mean, like, okay. I can't hold up. Okay, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, not, uh, not explain for yourself. Good. <laughs> you better do a good job of explaining okay. yourself. So hear me out. Like, so. I'm pretty sure we were going to lead to this anyways, but basically... <laughs> Hold up! Not the sound! This was inevitable. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was bringing the movie up anyway. We so like four minutes into the podcast <laughs> this gets brought up. Oh my goodness. This oh, is the last this thing This is premeditated. <laughs> now, for those of you who uh, don't know what Sallow is, don't. Please yeah. don't. Just don't know what Sallow is, okay? Then so why are you making me listen to this? Okay, well, here we... Okay, wait, hold up. <laughs> Let me let me preface, okay? Sallow. <laughs> oh God! Great! I've now written myself into a corner here as a as a. Game. You better write yourself out. <laughs> yeah. So basically, 
we were talking about how like movies are made to entertain everything. Sallow's not that. Sallow is so, uh, something with a very heavy. Well, me- I'm trying to explain myself. Good. I'm sorry, but uh, like I think I think I think Cam's gonna help me. I'm not even going to talk about Sallow, but, like, the next thing, the next thing that I was going to say... It was just like, I'm going to ignore everything you just The thing that I was going to say, I think, is getting at what you're trying to say, which yes, is, like, you. movies' role in society are to either entertain, to educate, or to help us reflect on our own lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look at it. Like most art. Yeah, and, like... I think there's certain people that take that so seriously that it's like that's like movies can be dangerous and if you and if you do it wrong or something you can affect re, like real life stuff and like I think there is some truth to that with certain like I think documentaries that are like propaganda pieces and stuff like mm-hmm. I mean there's obviously some damaging Nazi propaganda films and stuff like I'm not going <laughs> to deny anything like that but like I don't know, like, the the second question, which I think is a good segue from where we're at right now, is, like, do filmmakers have a moral responsibility? And I think it just depends on what you're trying to do. I think, Mm -hmm. like, I've been, and I mean, I'm the dude who made Nazis, so I'm a little bit biased (laughs) with this question, but, like, I think the way I've always felt about it is is with kids' movies, 180% filmmakers have a responsibility because your movie is aimed at people that are still becoming people like their 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 brain know better yeah they don't know better whatever but if you are making a movie aimed specifically at adults i think i think as long as your intentions are in the right place i think that's all that matters because like even if an adult who is consuming your movie takes it a certain way i don't think that that is the filmmaker's fault i think that's like like it sucks that person didn't like your movie or whatever or sucks that person didn't like a movie and they see it a certain way or whatever but I don't I don't personally blame a director if I watch a movie and I'm outraged at it or something if unless the director is like intentionally like trying to like put ideas stir the pot with their movie or whatever but it I don't know I think I think if you're an adult and you're able to take in a piece of art with a fully formed brain, I think it's a different thing. Yeah. Like, what about when lots of kids or teenagers are watching content that is aimed at adults? Hmm. Not to get political and shit. <laughs> 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 I, think, I think that's the pay on the parents. That's how I've always felt. Like there was that whole, there was that whole thing earlier this year where like dare was really outraged about euphoria or whatever because it's a bunch of teenagers doing drugs and like ruining their lives or whatever but it's like they're all played by adults they're adults playing teenagers it's a show for adults and it's like the way i feel about that is like yes if a if a kid is watching euphoria that's damaging but it's not like kids aren't supposed to be watching euphoria so it's like it's kind of an oxymoron it's like mm-hmm. i don't think that show is a damaging show because it's not even made for the people that it would be damaging. Like, yeah, exactly. I think it actually is the opposite of that for its intended audience. It's like, it's a show that like depicts the most, the worst parts of addiction and stuff. And like, as an audience member, it makes me not want to go do those things. <laughs> like I see, I see these, these characters in like the worst spots possible. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm, I think I'm good not going and doing meth. In the back of a car. If only Spider-Man was there to stop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and like that, I think that's actually a good analogy for what I was trying to say. Like, like if, if Euphoria was aimed at kids, yeah, fuck that show. That's terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean to say the F <laughs> But like, You're... yeah, screw that. That's terrible. If that show is made for kids, then yeah, that's like, that is like an unethical thing to do to make that show for kids. But it's a TV mature show on HBO, mm-hmm. up, up, uh, a, like network specifically made for adults. Like, mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. for sure. Throwing more nuance in there. This way we consume media has gotten so just democratized and it's so easy and accessible, right? Yeah. Kids are walking around with iPads. Yeah. They're going onto their accounts. Yeah. They're they're able to see so much on YouTube, on on you know websites, on any streaming service. Yeah. Knowing that. There's only so much parents can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a parent can't take away the iPad. The parent can't put 
child protective locks and everything. Yeah. Um, but there's only so much a parent can do yeah. to stop the kids from yeah. consuming that media. No, so let's say knowing that there's only so much a parent can do. Yeah. And continuing to put stuff out there. Yeah. That they know kids are watching. Kids. Yeah. I was. I work at an elementary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kids were watching Squid Games. Yeah. Everybody in high schools. All of those kids are watching for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, is that if you stand by that answer? I no, with with the I know, okay yes with I, with the, with the knowledge of okay the parents can only do so much yeah we we can't yeah. realistically we know that kids are either going to pirate it or find a way to watch yeah. it regardless mm-hmm. of yeah. what their parents say yeah I think do they have a responsibility then I th- I would still say. It is the parent's responsibility to to deal with the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I still I still would not put that responsibility on the creators of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like yes, you are one hundred percent correct that like it's it's so much harder in twenty twenty two to protect your children from that type mm-hmm. of content one hundred percent. But I also think. It, from what I've seen in 2022, all, there's a lot of parents that are less involved in their kids' lives and stuff. And I think, I think like, if that's the case, and it's like my kid is gonna watch Euphoria regardless. I think like mm-hmm. there's a space where it's like, okay, then I'm gonna have a conversation with them about this show and like make sure that they are aware of what the show is actually saying. Because mm-hmm. like, I, I I think that's where I would head with it. And it's like it it's. It sucks that it that like it's at that place right now, but I also I, I think it's like it's between like stop making stuff like Euphoria, which I think like I think there I think shows like Euphoria should be able to exist or whatever, or just find a way to make your children more aware of like the separation between art and reality, mm-hmm. and it's like. Well, what if the, what if it's not so much as uh, stop making it? Yeah. Would you think interviews of the cast and crew saying this is our intention of the thing, and putting that out there, like I, I mean, first I, and front, front and center? Potentially, yeah. I mean, that's what they did with with Thirteen Reasons Why or whatever mm-hmm. when that show started to like when 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 like it became like TikTok trends glorifying suicide and stuff. They they Lord. started they yeah. started they started like opening the show with with like a. Uh, like um hotline n- well they did that i think in general but they also added like the creators of the show at the beginning like when you would spoot it up on netflix like a um, little bumper yeah a yeah. bumper where they would where they would like start off right off the gate this show covers heavy themes or whatever mm-hmm. and like we're it's not we want to start a conversation not glorify mm-hmm suicide or like so you're they're making their intentions clear before the show has even begun or whatever and like part of me that part part it hurts me part of part of that hurts me because i like shows to have the nuance of like i don't need the the, Mm -hmm. but like it's important if kids are watching 13 reasons why that is like i understand completely and i think that's the right move like Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it's it is more nuanced than just than just like all on the parents but I I also don't think it's on the filmmakers I think I think art has to be a safe space mm-hmm. for for artists to be able to explore whatever they want to explore within the realm of not hurting anybody and not breaking the law and like you know what what about don't bud me <laughs> bless you but what about you. so fil- artists should be able to create whatever they want yes do they should they have the right to distribute whatever they want? Hmm. In the uh, in the name of art, I think they should. They. Sh- For example. Yeah, give me an example. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. As they say, and it's always sunny, Uncle Jack. Yeah. Tasteful photos of, of younger, uh, yes. kit of children, pretty yes. much. Yes. In not being or enclosed is which is what Uncle Jack says. Yes. The implication being it's pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I mean, in in my mind, that would that that's like that's in that realm of like I mean, if it's because you're saying like if someone were to make tasteful, non-predatory pictures mm-hmm. like that, 
do they have, like, is it their responsibility to, like, distribute it a certain way so that the the creeps don't get a hold of it or whatever? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say yes, with that very specific situation. Yes, mm -hmm. 100%. Like, unequivocally, yes. But, like, I also think, like, that situation is a very specific, like, I think, yes, <laughs> that's my answer. But, but I, I think in most cases, mm -hmm. I think if kids aren't involved, yes. I think if kids aren't involved and you're not hurting anybody, I think you should be able to distribute your content however you want, as long as it is very clear who the, who the, the piece of art is intended for the and, audience in yes, mind who the audience is for and if, if that is the case i think at that point regardless of if it's hard to make sure your kids don't watch or not it is not on the filmmaker yeah. like if a kid went and watched watched no shark that's not cody's fault yeah. like <laughs> yeah. like that that's like just real talk that's yeah. not cody's yeah. fault i'm I, picturing a bunch of kids walking around being like i want to be eaten by a shark yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. like I, real quick i want to say i want to give you props for something real quick so with not so, yeah. basically we didn't make that for little Nathan. We did not make that yeah. for a little. We like, have kids in not so, but kids are not allowed to watch not so. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. there's not even like we didn't. Even, there's not even a child friendly cut. We, like, yeah. Like there's like there's, we were gonna do that though. We were gonna like cut out. We were gonna do like a twenty minute cut for little Nate to be able to at least see. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, just all the cut the shots of Spider-Man just ruthlessly assaulting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah on exactly. The, the best part. Yeah. Um. But, but basically, something I will say is that you do have the age gate on yes. the actual like video. And that's very important. Mm -hmm. For we us, did like, that for yeah, we like, did. We did. I think O Brother has the o, restriction. Yeah, American Sleepover did have it for a while. Do we yeah. take it off? I don't know. If, I don't know. Actually, we should put that back on. Any I don't want that film easily <laughs> <laughs> watchable. Any, any movie of ours that is past PG thirteen level, mm. we age lock. Yeah, like, yeah Living with Trevor and Seventh aren't because I I'm of the belief that like both those movies are appropriate for kids yeah. that are at least like thirteen to yeah. fourteen. But like, yeah, we're not so. I, as the filmmaker, I mean, parents can decide whatever they want, yeah. but as the filmmaker, I did not intend that movie for anybody, like, yeah. under, like, 17. Yeah, we made, we made the movie, we made the movie for, uh, Pete, you know, we made the movie and put it up, and we did, the only responsibility we really took for it is, like, we, we didn't want kids to see it, so we did the one thing we know we could, and we age-restricted it. Yeah. And, of course, there will still be younger folks who will watch Not So yeah. Amazing. Oh, that's not our fault with that yeah. fake account. Yeah. 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 And like, yeah, but you but yeah, like, you have to literally do that to be able to get to our movie. So yeah. it's like, we've done everything we can do yeah. to protect the kids from our movie. It's not like we can find every... every <laughs> it's not like we could find every kid who's, yeah. like, watching our movie and be like, hey, I'm going to tell your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell your mom. These are the themes of this movie. This is what it's meant to do. And this is what... <laughs> Have a little sit down. It's like, we'll go to California to talk to this kid's mom right now yeah. and be like, listen, stop watching Not So Amazing. And that is... And, like, that, this is a whole nother can of worms that we probably shouldn't open all the way. But that, that is, like, one of the things that movie theaters do significantly better than streaming and everything <laughs> yeah. then there is like an actual gate keeping kids away mm -hmm. from those movies like yeah. a kid can't literally just cannot go to a like and then with that being said the parent has to physically take their kid to the movie mm -hmm. that they are approving their kid to watch with like, that with that being said i have to tell a story now i watched deadpool at the age of 15 so basically did you sneak in yes wait yes. how old so are basically, you i was i'm, I'm 20 you're, you're 21. 21. Uh, 21. But yeah, okay. yes, but I forgot. <laughs> you and I are the same. We yeah. always forget our, yeah. Wait, our when age. Did, yeah, okay, so wait. When did Deadpool come out? Was it 2013? 2016. Or was it 16, so I was 16, yeah. actually. So I was under 18. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, same here, in all honesty. Yeah, so basically. But I broke the rules to yeah, do it. <laughs> but you see, we found a loophole um, with the movie theaters in Yakima. Uh -huh. And like, so there's two loopholes. And I can't give them away because I know people. <laughs> I, I will have to give one of them away. Okay. But the first one is. Basically, we found a way to get a ticket scanned, uh -huh. and then we could just walk right through, and we acted like nothing happened, and yeah. we went to go see Deadpool. I did the same thing. Yes. The second thing you can do is just buy a ticket for La La Land, or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. oh man, turning Give money into a smaller movie that actually needs your money. <laughs> yeah. 
turning <laughs> turning red, and then you walk right to the conjuring. It's like that's kind of how that works. That only worked back when they didn't reserve seats. Yeah, yeah. and also oh, so Yakima is a very specific thing because Yakima theaters kind of suck. So it's like oh, it's like dating. we're a very yeah. small we're, we're a small chain owned by one rich family in Yakima, and they don't care about stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. if you were right on. but in 2016, right if you were to go to an AMC or a Cinemark. It would be a way more like it would be like planning a heist to get into Deadpool. Okay, that, that would be a great movie. Yeah, yeah. that's actually okay. Take hey, you, you guys can have well, like kids trying to trying it's to like, like, plan like a way to get into movie. a radar yeah. movie. Very that would be a fun movie. kids movie. Like kids, like a bunch try- of middle schoolers trying to sneak, like yeah. eighth graders. I love, oh man, I love the idea. They go, they try to sneak in. They watch the movie. Like finally, we become men, and then they like watch the movie and just get traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> We're creating magic here, folks. Yeah. yeah. This is like this is like Tusk, Kevin Smith pitching or whoever pitched that idea on that yeah, podcast, Kevin, and then the yeah. movie happened. Two years from now, we're all gonna look back on this podcast and be like, Ooh. "That's the origin story That's for it. this movie that happened." Yes. What about uh, kids? Leaving aside the kids issue, yeah. What about like something like the glorification of violence, Ooh. as Thomas says? I still think. What's and, the responsibility yeah. of the filmmakers? I think. I always go back to this, but I think glorification of violence is a subjective because i've there's a lot of times where i see people like that movie like i think the snyder movies are actually a great example of that where like people people there's a lot of people that claim snyder movies glorify things that i don't feel they Mm -hmm. do at all or whatever so i think that falls into that realm of like complete subjectivity where it's like Mm -hmm. whatever but i also like still like i think i think one of the most valuable things about art that can be used in a really healthy therapeutic way is like, like I think this is why Grand Theft Auto five, like this is a video game, but I think that's why I I don't have a problem with that game whatsoever because it's like to pretend like human beings do not have a dark part of their brain that is inherently fucked up is in my opinion, just wrong. Like human Mm -hmm. beings have that Mm -hmm. and the good people in the world are able to suppress that or you or, or use it in a healthy way through mm-hmm. art or through video games or th- like mm-hmm. I'm not going to go I'm having a really rough day I'm not going to go shoot up a bank mm-hmm. but I can go in GTA 5 and do that to a to like a bunch of codes in a computer mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and hurt literally nobody and that's the way I look at art is like if someone sometimes that's just the way people express mm-hmm. themselves in their art like tarantino i i think tarantino does glorify violence but i don't have a problem with it because it's like nobody got hurt in the process of making those movies mm-hmm. it's just an expression of of art it's like mm-hmm. it's like tarantino didn't make didn't make kill bill to tell you, like, hey, you should go grab a samurai sword and do this because it's fucking awesome. Like, well, we did it not so. Have, you, <laughs> have you seen that interview with Tarantino and yes, because yeah. it's fun, yeah. Jimmy's caster. Yeah, because it's, it's fun, fun Jan. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of agree. Like, it's, I actually agree with that Tarantino interview, though. Like, I think it's like if you bring your kid to Kill Bill, that's not on Tarantino. Tarantino was intending that for adults that know that what you're watching is completely fictional and fake and is mm-hmm. not a, a PSA telling you you should go do what's in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Batman, the Batman isn't telling you that you should go dress up like a bat and beat the living hell out of everybody. Yeah. Like, it's... But yeah. not so amazing is. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no joke. We're past... The, we finally... Re, we were finally past all the hate mail, guys. Well, we I finally think, got through the last one. I do think you guys have an interesting perspective on the whole thing because Not So Amazing did have a huge... I mean, I... I mean, I don't know the right words. Yeah. Critical, like, backlash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Morally and ethically against yeah. the movie. Yeah. Talk a little about your perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take this over. Yeah, I mean... You, and that whole, yeah. the whole project. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've talked about this before, but, like, I can... With the not-so-stuff, I can only speak to what my intentions were with that movie. And in my opinion, which is the completely subjective opinion of the person who made the movie, I think the things that I tried to do come across in the movie, but for certain people they didn't. I don't think it's my fault if someone watches Not So and feels the movie is like pushing racist stereotypes or whatever, because what I was trying to do is use those completely messed up 
false stereotypes of like everything. This is something that nobody talks about with Natsu. Nathan and I talk about this all the time. Like every single character in Natsu is a stereotype. It's not just Tyrell. Every single person is a stereotype who grows out of their stereotype. And, the and just to clarify for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. the issue people took were there were black and Latino characters, yes. right? Who they felt were portrayed as racist stereotypes. Yes, yes. exactly. So, and, and then yes, and and yes. what and I made those creative choices completely intentionally because by the end of the movie, we use those things to create arcs for all those characters that are mm-hmm. about pre pre assumptions of people and like mm-hmm. I don't know. Sam is raised poorly by his racially insensitive or just flat out racist grandpa. Mm-hmm. And he grows out of that by the end of the movie. And, like, he makes assumption. I mean, the entire point of that Tyrell scene, from my perspective, of Tyrell as a character in that movie, from my perspective, is Sam is making assumptions about this guy who, by the end, is the reason Sam makes it out alive. Like, that was my intention with mm-hmm. that character. Yeah. He, and, he and... is a dude that, on the surface, looks like what some white dude who was raised by raised by a hillbilly mm-hmm. grandpa guy yeah. would assume that dude would be like and then by the end realizes how wrong he was because yeah. he's the only reason Sam is even alive at the end of that movie. Yeah, and then vice versa where like you're like like Tyrell who is like you know uh kind of lives this like I don't know how to explain like kind of like shitty lifestyle yeah. he basically and he thinks he has to yeah he thinks he has to that's the world because of he... people like you in the movie exactly. and yes. then at the end of the movie he comes to realizing that he can be a good person like he you because u- of you yes and he can use he can use his strengths to save everybody like at yeah. the end of that movie he he like the life that he's lived his his like is the reason why he's able to save everybody at the yeah, end of that movie. Exactly. Like, like he uses... He, he saves everybody, too. Like, yeah, exactly. It's the truth. Like, Tyrell... I'm like, literally about to get beheaded, and then he, like, saves everybody. Like, yeah, no, it's the truth. And nobody yeah. talks about that, and it is frustrating on my end, because that moment is such a powerful moment mm-hmm. from my perspective. Like, yeah. that yeah. was, like, the moment that, that me and Moses were all, bu- like, always building to on an actor-director relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, every creative choice. And a lot of the stuff that people get so mad about are improvised lines from, mm-hmm. from Moses that are going off of the roadmap that him and I built towards that moment. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, he wanted to lean into the stereotype stuff to make that moment at the end mm-hmm. even more, like, mm-hmm. a, it, he wanted to make it an even bigger moment. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, like... It's all opinionated. Someone can watch that movie and and think the creative choice I made was poor or whatever, and that is just as valid as feeling that it wasn't a poor creative choice, but it was a creative choice. It was not a. It was not a jab. The way the way Tyre like the way people are mad about that Tyrell character is not how I see African Americans. Mm-hmm. I am like, I am very much mm-hmm. like I I I mean it's it's a cliche for people that are accused of racism to say I'm the least racist person on the planet but like my intentions were were pure if you don't like the movie that is okay mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's yeah. I do not think it was I think our responsibility was to treat Moses with complete and utter respect and mm-hmm. make sure that he was comfortable with everything that we were doing in the movie and mm-hmm. we did that yeah. I, I think that is where our responsibilities with it ends like mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't think I don't think not so being out in the world leads to any like I, I, yeah. I don't I don't think yeah. yeah I actually I mean like you know we have Latinos who play some of the main henchmen of the bad guy in the movie yeah and in all honesty something that we wanted to make sure is that not only were they comfortable in the movie like making the movie like what like with the characters they were playing but we also wanted to make sure that like people didn't know like listen they are playing these terrible characters you know they say yeah. horribly insensitive things like yeah. you know like words that you really shouldn't be saying yeah and then on top of that we're not do we're not doing it to make the person behind the character look bad we're doing it because the characters in the movie are horrible people my character Mm -hmm. says some of the worst lines you can ever say in fact i'm surprised i haven't gotten hate mail myself because of what i say i was willing to say in the movie our letters must have not gotten to you (laughs) son of a biscuit (laughs) see but like like it's like honestly it's 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 like it's like 
I, I had, like, the character I played was an awful person, and we wanted you to hate him because that is how we feel about characters like that. Yes. And that's the reason why I portray it, like, so hatefully, because... I mean, I ha- I don't I don't affiliate You're, myself with that type of person. We've talked about this a lot, but like by the end of the movie, the reason the reason why we allowed that scene where Nathan says the word or whatever mm-hmm. is because by the end of the movie, the way I saw it and the way a lot of our crew saw it was like the boss is who Sam could have been by the end of that movie. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. and like it's the opposite by the end, mm-hmm. like. That, yeah. that that was the intention of the reason why we did that. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of the characters in Not So Are Scummy, and in my opinion, the movie knows that. Like, we're not... Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, we're there's no point in the movie where it's glorifying the way those those people act. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it, mocking the way those people act. something interesting that you said, or something I've also heard, is that when a movie... Like, when someone criticizes a movie or says something about the movie and they'll say, the movie hates X. The movie thinks Y or whatever. To me, that always struck me as weird because the movie is not in... It's not a person. Yeah, no. Like, the the movie is a work of art, which you take in, and, you know, you experience whatever. You have your own relationship with it. But when, like, people would... If you dismiss a movie saying, oh, the movie's you know thinks this or does yeah. that i feel like i don't know that wording always bugged me and maybe that's a weird thing to just no put. no i agree but i i always see more maybe a more fair phrasing would be the from the movie i interpret that the filmmaker this is the message the filmmaker is trying to send yeah. that seems like a much more thing but to yes. say that the movie mm-hmm. uh, i've heard that a lot like yeah. people saying the movie does this or yeah. the movie does and it's like the movie yeah. is not a person the yes. movie is a is a, is a piece created yeah. by a big big team of yeah. people, and everybody has their own take on every single movie. You oh watch. yeah, I'm not I'm not sit I'll literally like how I opened here. All I can talk about is how I feel about the movie I made. Like if I have never in a million years had a problem with someone watching a movie of mine and even hating it. it it's just when it gets to the personal side of it. Like mm-hmm. you can even watch not so, like I said, and feel like the creative choices we made were poor or whatever, but you can talk to us about it and mm-hmm. we will tell you what <laughs> tell mm-hmm. you what we were trying to do yeah. whether you think it worked or not yeah. is fine like if you disagree that it worked that's fine but like you don't get to message us you don't get to message Moses mm-hmm. and tell this African American man that he's a disgrace to his culture because that's he, racist yeah like <laughs> like uh, it's that's not okay you've officially like crossed the line between art and reality at that point and, and like yeah feel mm-hmm. however you want about our movie but understand who we actually are as people <laughs> like mm-hmm. exactly creative choices can be messy sometimes when you're making movies you're you're trying a million things and sometimes creative choices don't work for everybody it's well, like well, th- well thinking about other kind of movies where your intentions we can sit we know the intentions behind yeah. not so because we're sitting down with the creators yeah. right yeah. here there's other movies i think more famous more renowned movies out yeah. there very popular with which could probably be interpreted with maybe more harmful or negative yeah. messages so yeah. something like clockwork orange yeah right oh yeah um, there is a reading of that movie where you look at it and you you can interpret that it glorifies everything that Malcolm McDowell's character does. By the uh-huh. end of the movie, it's kind of this celebration of what he's done. I mean, that's not how I interpret yeah. it. That's a but you can look at it that you way. could look at it that way, and it's you know it's a movie that is well like I mean very controversial, but also yeah. well loved in the yeah. filmmaking circle. Yeah. And I think there's, I don't know, there's something to be said, like kind of what you say, the moral ambiguity is interesting in art, in movies. Yeah. Of, of having the main character be such an obvious, vi- not in your movie, but yeah. like in like something like Clockwork Orange. He's yeah, such yeah. an obvious villain in that film. Yeah. And the kind of interesting subjects it's able to talk about. You wouldn't be able to be able to um, talk about those things. Like that's an yeah. interesting take yeah like that character yeah you're showing something that like most movies wouldn't show you and and like i've not i've not shied away from the fact that sam 
is not a good person at the at, for most of that movie and isn't intended to be seen as a good person for mm-hmm. most of that movie. He is a he is a slacker asshole, pretty pretty like judgmental person or whatever. And by the end, grows out of those like harmful stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 is the stereotypical farmer kid that was like raised by a grandpa who like mm-hmm. who's stuck in the stuck in the 40s like mm-hmm. and like he grows out of that by the end of the movie and and i i i don't think for every movie it's needed but like there for certain movies i think it's interesting to have a character that is kind of douchey and like mm-hmm. and doesn't have it all together and like Mm-hmm. isn't like i i'd go as far as say certain movies it's 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 a good choice to have the character be a bad person because like you can you can do arcs with that that you can't do with with mm-hmm. just like good old mm-hmm. peter parker and that's like that's yeah. another thing with not so the whole point of making not so the way we did it is like it's a spider-man movie with a dude that couldn't be less like peter parker Mm -hmm. that is the entire like hook of that movie is it's like it's a dude in a spider-man suit running around beating people with a club Mm. because he wants the clout like Mm -hmm. it's it couldn't be farther away from who peter parker is the truth and yeah yes we we tried to push that as far as we could and and for some people it was too much like Mm -hmm. Yes. Should movies have clean morals in terms of the movie itself? If the movie were to have a clear message, yes. should all movies should they always be, you know, positive things? You know, like for instance, like be kind to people, and yeah. this is the right thing to do, and here's how you should live your life. Yeah. Should movies be made like that? Because there are people who. Yes. Who who think so? There's yeah. people who disagree. There's people who think so. What what's your take on it? Depends on the movie. Mm-hmm. I like to do that with my movies. I like mm-hmm. to have a I I like to have a a theme and a message to my movies without it mm-hmm. delving into propaganda where it's yeah. like mm-hmm. whatever. But like I think, but it also depends. Like I like the Clockwork Orange doesn't really have that. I it's like mm-hmm. as an audience member, it just depends on the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Can you repeat the question one more time? Well, should movies... uh, Some people think that a movie should be kind of like morally clean. Its message should be morally clean. Mm -hmm. Like by depicting this, you are saying this, and Mm -hmm. that kind of... uh, I guess... Follow the rules isn't the right thing, but again, kind of like Caleb said, like here's a positive message that people should Mm -hmm. take away from the movie. If the movie doesn't have that, you know, is that... Should that... You know, is that do you approve of that? Yeah. Or what's your take on it? People, because some people think that movies and stories they should have a very clear moral message. Yeah. Um, others say no, it it shouldn't. What's your take on that? Something I've learned is like sometimes, I mean, it depends on the movie. Yes, and I think kids' movies certainly. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. like every kids' movie. Like I mean, people are learning that at that yeah. time. You know, like kids' shows, everything that for if you're sure. You're making a kids' movie. It should it should have a clean moral message. Yeah. No, for, for sure. Yes. Um, but then I was thinking about Matt Berry right now. It's like, so yeah, he, he made endless the filmmaker on YouTube, not the guy from what we do in the shadows (laughs) or the IT club. Is that okay? I didn't know there was another Matt Berry. (laughs) So Matt Berry from low budget visions. Um, basically he made a movie called endless August and Caleb and I just watched it. Now, Caleb and I were literally talking about it on the way up here, but in that movie, there's an ending scene that is fully up to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So basically, some filmmakers, they don't make a clean message, like a clean moral message, but they genuinely leave it up to the person. Mm -hmm. But of course, that's dangerous sometimes because some people have crazy minds and they go to the worst places. But it's the thing is though that the filmmaker himself is trying to be therapeutic about it. And so you can, like some movies, the message isn't clean, so you can acknowledge something. I feel like, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like in um in that movie, there's an there's a whole like five to ten minute scene of him looking out to the ocean, and, and you pro- when, yeah. yeah, and you project what you feel in that moment, whatever you're feeling, and, like up to that point, it's like okay, either this is going really bad, and he's just really stressed out, or he's having the time of his life and he's having a good time, and that changes the entire version of that ending, basically. Mm-hmm. It's um, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like, you know, Caleb brought that up to me, and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. And, and yeah. I feel like there is no clean-cut method there. It's not, mm-hmm. yes, you know, 
do this for yourself and do this. No, the movie's something different every time you watch it. Yeah, like, exactly. And I feel like some movies are going to be like that, and one person's going to watch it. Like, like it's all up to interpretation, of course, and that movie specifically. But some movies, people are going to watch it and be like, "What I got from this is that it just like violence is okay." And Dirk, Dirk, what's it like? It comes full circle. Like the, yeah. this question brings us back full circle because it's like, it's like. Yes and no. It just depends on the project. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this is art that people mm-hmm. are creating, and it should be a safe space to explore, yeah. to be experimental and explore whatever. Like if you mm-hmm. want to make a movie about a terrible serial killer that's from his perspective, yeah. you, why in in God's green earth yeah. would that have a moral message to it? Yeah. If it's from his <laughs> POV, yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. there's not much we can do as filmmakers to stop someone from doing something. Yes, but. Yes. There's also sometimes yeah. aspects where we can yeah. have an influence. Yeah, it literally is a person by person basis. There are seven billion people in the world, and I'm imagining three point five billion of them are going to imagine see one thing, and the other half is going to see it another way. Mm-hmm. One half will be like, "This has saved my life." The other half will be like, "This is going to ruin life." Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know. That's kind of like, it's like. People watched Joker and felt like that movie was telling you to go shoot up a theater. Yeah. Like, and other people, it was probably... And it was yeah. used as, uh, in the Hong Kong riots, people yeah. dressed up as the Joker because yeah. they felt it was a good symbol to fight against, yeah. you know, the their oppressors, yeah. too, which was yeah. a very different reading yeah. of, the, of that movie. Yeah. yeah, it's not the filmmaker's fault for that reason because yeah. he, did the, he did not say, I'm going to make this movie. And then somewhere in Hong Kong, yeah. there's going to be one guy <laughs> who's yeah. going to dress up as Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. Joker and then just go riot. Yeah. Like, that as was long not as that intention. was not the filmmaker's intention, then like, they, they're, they, that's not their responsibility. Like, if someone started dressing up as Spider-Man and actually beating people up, I would be the first one to say, nope. you are literally a terrible person. What are you doing? Yes, like, exactly. Yes. It's it's that's all about intentions in my mind. As yeah. long as as long as you're in good hands, in the sense that mm. the person making the movie w- isn't a bad person and is trying their best to to just tell a story, even if even if the within the art, it's not going to have some like some like devotion about mm-hmm. something about life. Like mm-hmm. as long as the person's intentions were just to make a piece of art, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's where I'm at with it. I yeah. think. Art should be a safe space to explore anything yeah. as long as you are not hurting anybody. And the second you apply rules to art, people's yeah. first thing they're going to do is break those rules. Exactly. So if there were yeah. clear morals as the, the standard for film, mm-hmm. the first thing that filmmakers have to play with now is, well, what if I take that away? Yeah. So it's, a li- it's that idea, is, I feel like, is just an impossible battle because the whole point of art is to break the rules that that art enforces and you if you apply too many rules to art it becomes meaningless to me too like Mm -hmm. if i if i'm making a movie and it's like okay i can't say this 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 and the laundry list just every year keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where it's like i can use five words in this whole movie it's like (laughs) and then someone else is controlling your art it's not your art it is uh, it is fabricated and completely manufactured i have a thought the filmmakers can't carry the world on their shoulders because, I mean, there's only so much as a person you can do. As a person, you can go out, you can pick up trash, you can say nice things to people, you can be, the homeless. Yeah, you can be a hundred, doing your 100% every day to help everyone. You aren't going to save the world, but you're going to save a small piece of it. Yeah. You're going to affect a small piece of it. Now, let's flip it on its side. You're a racist piece of crap. (laughs) You walk out and every single person you see, you find every slur in the book. You're an awful person. You punch babies for a living. You (laughs) pop balloons. What does that pay? Is that a good good living? (laughs) (laughs) Is that that salary? Is that good benefits? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You get full benefits. Oh, God. Shoot. You're bashing bashing cars. You're spitting on dogs. Like, like, you're just doing everything in the book to be an awful person. You're still going to make a small impact in the world, but you're not killing the world. Yeah. So basically, the best way to look at it as a filmmaker, you can put everything you into, in, all you're into a movie. Someone who's evil as a filmmaker, the intentions is I want to make propaganda. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some people, like let's say the worst case scenario does happen and it becomes the size of a Joker movie, mm-hmm. and people love it. 
But the thing is, though, is that there's still people out there who won't follow that, and there's yeah. people out there who will follow that. It's like it literally is going to be a person by person basis. And here's the thing, though, at it's the end Murphy's of the day, Murphy's law. Yeah. It's like whatever's going to happen is going to happen yeah. regardless. Yeah. And not only that, the thing is too with that is that I feel like it's just. With that being said, if one person can't change the world, they can't destroy the world. But multiple people can, yes. Mm-hmm. But only like there's multiple people that make a movie, but at the same time, we won't like the four of us. We're have like we're we're like definitely well known in the community of folk filmmakers, and we make bigger movies, and a lot of people know us. But we're not gonna, you know, not uh, people aren't just gonna uprise and become Spider Man. People aren't gonna go look for uh, people and videotapes. You know, it's like that's and if not. If they gonna, did, it would not be their like our fault. Yeah, yeah, because like we didn't we didn't make the movie for them to do that. We made the movie mm-hmm. because. We wanted to tell interesting stories and express ourselves in interesting ways because we had interesting ideas. But if the idea was that I really want someone to become a serial killer, <laughs> then we that we would. Then, or in yeah. our case, I really, I really want like, because like the th- the main criticism that we got was like, was like, hey, this is just gonna give power to those crazy conservatives that like hate black people or whatever. And it's like, it's like we were not making a movie to give. To give like white like white supremacist yeah. reasons to hate black people like if that's what you got from our movie I want to like apologize because like that's like the farthest thing from mm-hmm. what like yeah it's the mm-hmm. truth it's the truth yes well sorry. when it comes to um, filmmakers I one kind of more thing I'll throw out there is what do you think about so obviously I think I feel like we're all on a similar page where all of us individually, yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like we don't feel, we feel some responsibility, but not an overwhelming amount mm-hmm. of responsibilities yeah. for our films and our audience. Yeah. Now, what about someone like Steven Spielberg or Tarantino, like the biggest filmmakers in the world? What yeah. do they have responsibility? I think, I think. The- Knowing that their films are going to be seen and remembered yeah. for a long time. I by millions of people I feel basically the same way mm-hmm. but but having that many people see your movie I think you just have to make it even clearer who your audience is like mm-hmm. that that's the only difference I see though like yeah mm-hmm. you have to make it crystal clear who the movie's intended for yeah mm-hmm. I saw um there's this well, there's a couple of interesting Hayao Miyazaki docs out there I saw one where he was talking about have you guys seen Porco Rosso? Not yet. So that's one of his earlier movies, and that's like a pretty fondly remembered movie. And he, in the in this documentary, he was like, "I don't know what I was doing with Porco Rosso. That was irresponsible of me." And the interviewer was like, "Why was that?" And he's like, "Well, because it wasn't a kids' film, and I made it for kids or something like that." Which kind of goes along with what you've been saying, which I thought was that always stuck with me. With like. At the time, in retrospect, he looks back at that work and he was like, oh my goodness, that was morally, ethically, philosophically, or whatever, I I messed up with that movie. Yeah. For, like, the audience, because it was presented as a children's film. Yeah. And it's not a kid's film, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, Protect the children. Like, that's... that's oh, the, yeah. That's the... When it comes to movies, that is our biggest responsibility. If you're making a kid's movie... You, all of the things that we've talked about basically go out the window. You have a you have a responsibility to be a good person and like <laughs> and like make the most morally like good movie you can make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Any any other closing thoughts? I I actually th- this is like probably the best not so amazing talk we've ever had. I'm pretty yeah. much out of things to say. Yeah, I like just you're squeezing the dry. Yeah, I might just, just have to close the chapter on it finally. Yeah, yeah. It, this was therapeutic. <laughs> like, I, I'm good, glad because like we haven't really been able. We've talked about the movie a lot, and we've briefly talked about the accusations that certain people threw our way about the movie, but we haven't been able to like just mm-hmm. talk about our side of it and talk about like mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, the good news is. We're, we are officially past all of that. I mm-hmm. think at this point, the people, the people that truly hate us, are gonna hate us no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've mm-hmm. we've made it crystal clear how we see the movie, what mm-hmm. we intended the, mm-hmm. for that movie to to depict, and 
if you don't see it that way, I I just hope you you realize what we were going for. <laughs> like, yes. Because it's probably pretty far from if you're that outraged, it's probably pretty far from what you're angry about. Yes. Yeah. But, Great. Yeah. Glad, glad you you could uh, sit down and vent. Yeah. Not vent, but explain yeah. and talk yeah. more. Yeah. Love I that. Mean, the, making movies is an in, like making movies like not so is a very interesting topic because like. Mm-hmm. When you're pushing things as far as we push them and not so you are in that zone of like you're going to offend some people and it's mm-hmm. like it's finding the balance and like yeah i don't know agreed yeah making yeah. sure you stick the landing yeah. well let's move on to this segment uh what are you working on okay if anyone missed last episode yeah yeah we'll just if we'll anyone just... missed it Still working on hotel. Exclusive RC yeah. films update. <laughs> oh, and it's probably weird. Maybe this is a better th- something we should do tomorrow. By yeah. this point in time, folks have probably seen the feature film we've yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, unless all goes terribly wrong, yeah. we will have released a feature film together. Yeah, that we the haven't first, even filmed yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah, we don't even know. Yeah, yeah. literally in two hours. Like, 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 and like two, hour, yeah, two hours and 15 coming. minutes, we're yeah. literally going to be filming the first RC Films Doom Productions literal crossover movie. Like we I mean, we worked together in our, like hotel, but we weren't there. Yeah. So this is gonna be the first like combined effort. So it's gonna be exciting. This yes, awesome. it'll be yeah. Yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Also, this probably won't be the last time. Oh, I dropped it. Whoops. Whoops. Dro- dropped what? No, just we He's might just work together again. Whoops. Oh, okay. There might be more movies this year. Whoops. Maybe. Not really. Drip drop. Drippity drop. <laughs> you wear the drip, I drop. No, what? <laughs> All I can think about is that Willem Dafoe drip video. <laughs> <laughs> I got this from... <laughs> I got this Someone from did a Spider-Man PS2 version I... of that. It's so funny where they take the Green Goblin model and like... <laughs> oh, I gotta find... <laughs> I'll find it later. I'll find it later. It's so funny. Yeah, that's so hilarious. Yeah. He's so like taken off guard and doesn't understand that he's a part of a But game. he's also so happy about yeah. it too. Mm-hmm. It's like... It just Willem Dafoe makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I love that guy. Yeah. Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> you <laughs> spill your beans. Okay, yes. But yes, I I'm very. I have to say thank you for both of us for letting us be in the podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're welcome for us. That's how I thought you meant that at first. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, thank you. Because, Yo, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Screw you. <laughs> thank oh. you. No, wait. <laughs> People are getting way too much of an inside look at like off camera. All of us. Yeah. I mean, it's not very different, but like yeah. you, you and Ethan have like a back and forth that isn't usually present and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because so. it, we wouldn't ever get anything done if we did. You know? It's like it's like it's we're like, all work when the cameras are rolling. Yeah, because yeah. like I mean, we just want to make sure people get the best content. And don't get me wrong, me and Ethan is hilarious. It's just yeah. like we might be the funniest humans on earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Caleb, I'm back. <laughs> They, you, do, they, I do I scare you? Do I scare you? Oh, yeah. I see you reaching for your pepper jokes. No, we will not explain. <laughs> I see you reaching for your pepper spray. <laughs> oh my gosh, goodness. The only thing I'll say is that we had a very interesting night last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes it even more interesting. <laughs> Nathan got tipsy. Okay. Oh, so, pepper spray was involved. Anything Nathan was the tipsy one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good yeah. Stuff. Do I scare you? <laughs> you do now. Gosh. If yeah. you've listened this far, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if you if you like this episode, hit like, subscribe, comment down below. Go follow the RC Film channel. Uh, they got an awesome feature film coming out soon. Yeah. Um, They're a smaller channel than us, so yeah. we like to bring people up. <laughs> yeah, we're a little startup. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, yeah. Hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, and until next 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 time. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. Bye, guys.